Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about my favorite players in the third round of fantasy drafts. So you definitely want to check that out. We're also going to talk about all the rigmarole about Cam Newton going to the Patriots. What does it mean for fantasy? Well, I'll let you know my opinion, so stay tuned. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starring the guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, what we're going to talk today is we're going to talk about my favorite uh, picks for the third round in fantasy football, and we're going to do a little analysis the way the way my app analyzes these players and which three end up as the, the strongest players to select in the group um, from pick number 25 to pick number 36. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the big news of the week, right? The big news is Cam Newton signed with the Patriots, and everybody's losing their freaking mind. Unfortunately, I am not. I am not losing my mind over this. In fact, uh, in my opinion, this is a negative for every offensive player on the Patriots right now. And I'm just going to start off with the, with the basic information, right? Before we thought it was going to be Stidham that was going to be the quarterback, And now that everybody's assuming that Newton's going to be the quarterback, well, guess what? We're going to lose like 100 targets on this uh, on this team. Uh, Newton is not going to throw the ball as much. So that takes away value from every receiver. So Idleman takes a hit. White takes a hit. And Keel Harry takes a hit. Um, You know, all these critical players take a hit because there's just not going to be as many uh, as many pass attempts as there were last year. And last year, uh, you know, actually New England had one of the highest pass attempts um, in the league. They were top 10 this year. I don't see that happening. I, they are definitely going to be bottom 10 for pass attempts if Cam Newton remains uh, becomes the starter. Now, the other negative for Cam Newton is that he's also going to run the ball. And so he's going to take rushes away from the runners like Sony Michelle and, and James White. So everybody takes a value hit as a result of Cam Newton. Um, now, now Cam Newton right now, uh, he has, let's see here, he is currently projected at uh, ADP number 136. So, you know, he's, he's outside the top 12 quarterbacks. Um, but his projections right now, not that great, uh, projecting about 230 fantasy points. Um, you know, again, 503 total opportunities with the ball, uh, 432 passes, 71 rushing attempts, um, about 3000 pass yards and about 350 rush yards, uh, touchdowns about 20. And that's another negative, right? There's another negative right there. Only 20 touchdowns, 17 passing touchdowns that directly (laughs) impacts the receivers. So uh, again, man. This is just bad news across the board. Um, I, I'm looking at my projections right now for, for all the players. Um, the only one right now that is even still showing top 100 value is Edelman. And Edelman should get, you know, I mean, he should get a decent amount of volume. He is currently showing his fair value. But again, you've got an adjustment. You've got a new quarterback. You've got a potentially unhealthy quarterback. And you have a potential quarterback switch in the middle of the season, right? Well, how, how much can we trust Cam Newton's durability um, during the course of the season? I don't think we really can. So, you know, it, it's, it's just, um, like I said, 
Uh, in my opinion, you just need to completely stay away from the Patriots offense this year for fantasy. I am sure that Bill Belichick is going to take this team deep into the playoffs. I, I am positive that it will happen. But these players right now for fantasy football are just showing they're showing terrible value terrible volume and a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position so we'll we'll see what happens during when training camp opens up and um you know there's a little competition between Stidham and Newton and and see uh you know who's jockeying for position who who's who's the better player on the field. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. But as far as I'm concerned right now, basically all the all the New England offensive players are off my list. Of course, the New England defense will be great. Um, and really, you know, when you think about what do the Patriots need to win this year, they just need a game manager. They need someone who is going to be efficient on the, on the offense, who's not going to turn the ball over. They're going to let their defense win games. That's how they're going to play this season if they want to win. I just don't think Cam Newton is the person to do that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Cam Newton was great. He was great in his prime. He was great five seasons ago, okay? Um, after missing two full seasons because of lingering injuries, shoulder, uh, foot, ankle, uh, all these problems he's been having, uh, trying to rehab himself back from that, and I appreciate his tenacity, but um, as far as I'm concerned, um, you just need to stay clear. Don't even bother. Don't take him. Don't take any um, New England players this year for right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens as, as we get closer to the season. So, Let's jump to the third round. Okay, so now, now I've already done videos on my favorite players in the first round and my favorite players in the second round. I'll tell you what, man. Third round is a round you need to take a running back on. There are some excellent options, high-volume options for running backs in this round, and um, really don't uh, don't take a, a wide receiver here. They're, the wide receivers are not that great in this round. They're better receivers in the fourth round. So let, let's just review. Okay, so who are who is in this round? Uh, this round. So we're talking from pick twenty five to pick number thirty six. Um, so we've got Lamar Jackson, quarterback. Then we have Amari Cooper at twenty six, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the rookie, at twenty seven, Patrick Mahomes at twenty eight, Adam Thielen at twenty nine. Juju Smith-Schuster at 30. Then we have Odell Beckham Jr., Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, DJ Moore, Chris Carson, and Le'Veon Bell. So right off the bat, the one big thing that I think is probably going to happen in most drafts is you are going to see Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes get taken in the second round. Um, they're, they're just too hot. I mean, saying that their early third-round pick is fine, but I think when you get into live draft situations, those, those two players will go in the second round. That's going to push some wide receivers a little bit later than we're expecting. And that, that could be good to make you want to consider taking a receiver. Um, you know, like in, in a mock draft I did last week, I ended up Galladay fell to my second pick. I took him with my second and then it was like a quick turnaround to my third and I took another running back. Um, but what my app does um, is, first of all, it scores players according to their VORC score. And, and what VORC stands for is value, outlook, reliability, and consistency. Those are my four key stats that I look at when I'm evaluating players. And based on how they um, 
based on how they do, uh, how well they rank in each of those categories. They get points. Those points are added up. That gives you your Vork score. And then when you're in draft mode in my app, where it breaks the list down round by round, uh, depending on the size of your league and your draft position, uh, these players in each round get sorted according to their Vork score, not their draft position. So when you're in there and you look at it, you you just concentrate on players at the top of the list in each round. Those are the best players to have. And that's where I'm rating these players. And that's how I'm getting these numbers. So let's just count it down. And we will go from my third favorite down to my very favorite. So uh, let's start with my third favorite. And in this case, it is Leonard Fournette, um, who, again, total workhorse for this team and the fact that that the Jacksonville has said that they do not want to keep him they they did not take his fifth year option they did not exercise that he's going to be a free agent next year he is playing for his next contract so even though it's not going to be with Jacksonville he still needs to do very very well in order to get a big dollar contract with another team So that's what we're looking at with Leonard Fournette. And again, the volume is going to be huge. There's really not, there's there's no other RB1s which are going to be able to take carries away from him uh, in any significant degree. Now, uh, I think that his, uh, his total workload will be less this year than it was last year. Last year was massive. He had 365 touches and targets. He ended up with uh, 221 fantasy points in uh, half point PPR. Um, He had 1,152 yards on the ground. He had 522 yards to the air, only three touchdowns. And that's the thing that really killed his value last year. The volume was massive. The touchdowns were not. This year, will there be a bounce back in his touchdown total? And I say there will be. Um, So I am projecting six touchdowns for him along with about 900 yards on 217 carries, um, 55 completions for 395 yards. So he's still going to have basically just at 300 touches and targets for this year. For a third-round player, that is fantastic. And and so, uh, again, he scores very, very well. On my app... He is currently scoring 64 Vork points. Um, he his value rank is 26th, and he's going at the at ADP number 33. So you're getting positive value there. You're getting he's undervalued relative to his draft position. Um, that contract year that he has gives him a five star outlook for the upcoming season. So that's awesome. His reliability is mid, which is good. Believe me, mid uh, is uh, I I I don't have any problem drafting any player with a mid-ranked reliability. I I do prefer the high-ranked players, but he's fine. 9 out of 10 on consistency. So his usage is solid. He is going to be heavily utilized in this offense. So again, Fournette, fantastic choice. He's my third best option in the third round. So the second option is another running back, and this one is the one in Seattle, and it's Chris Carson. Now, Chris Carson last year had 325 touches and targets. He, he uh, ran for 1,230 yards. He had 37 receptions for 256, 266 yards. He had nine touchdowns, clearly the workhorse. And let me say, he is going to be the workhorse again this year. Uh, first of all, you got Rashad Penny, 
who is coming back from an ACL tear. I do not think Rashad Penny is going to play this year. If he does play, it's not going to be till the second half of the season. And what we have seen from Rashad Penny so far has not been anything special. Okay, there's nothing special that Rashad Penny has done in his first two years in the league. I am not concerned about him. Now, they did bring in Carlos Hyde. And what I said is when they brought in Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde is not there to take touches away from Chris Carson. He is there to fill in Rashad Penny's role on that offense. So he's going to be more of a complimentary piece. He is 31 this year, I do believe. So a 31-year-old running back. Yes, he did very well in Houston. Surprisingly well. Had over 1,000 rushing yards was heavily utilized, had, had over 250 touches. Um, he's not going to get that in, uh, you know, he, he is not going to get that in Seattle. Um, you know, he is going to be a complimentary role to Chris Carson. And, you know, like I said, uh, the only way that Carlos Hyde gets a significant role is if Chris Carson gets injured. Now, obviously with Chris Carson, injury is an issue. Um, now, it's it's not as bad as most people think. You know, I mean, he has he has not missed, let's see here. Well, in 2017, yes, he missed most of the season. But for 2018 and 2019, uh, he basically played every game. So he, is, he has been done very well the past two seasons. Um, you know, obviously he missed a game last year, uh, right at the end of the season, but, uh, you know, his, his reliability, he ranks as high for me, you know, because he has played basically two full seasons. Um, and, and, and for me, that allows me that, that, that the time he missed earlier in his career, water under the bridge, man, past two years, he's been great. He is, uh, you know, again, he is 25, so he's right in the prime of his his career. Um, it is a contract year for Chris Carson. He's seen increasing usage in each of the past three seasons. That that gives him excellent outlook. He gets a five-star outlook from me. High reliability, 8 out of 10 on the consistency ranking, and his value rank is better than Fournette. Fournette's value rank was 26th. Chris Carson's value rank is 19th in half PPR. Okay, that is fantastic to get him, you know, with, you know, the 30th overall pick to get somebody that has a value rank in the teens, outstanding. He, uh, I believe he is just outside my top 12 um, running backs right now, but high-end RB2 with RB1 upside. I mean, shoot, that offense, that quarterback, I, I mean, everything's good for Chris Carson. Totally, totally in on him. He scores 76 Vork points. Outstanding. I mean, in my app, if you score 40 or more Vork points, you're a good option. Solid option if you get 40 points. It's really hard to score that many points. So when these guys are getting uh, you know, 60, or 70, or more uh, Vork points, just fantastic. That He is absolutely uh, great. And I love his ADP because it's, it's at 36. It's right at the end. I'm sorry, it's 35. It's right at the end of the third round. So anybody can get him in the third round. It's super easy to get Chris Carson. And, and like I said, if, if my number one choice is somehow selected, um, Chris Carson, I get. I will be just as happy with Chris Carson with my third round pick as I would with my top pick. Well, I, I'd be a little bit disappointed that I didn't get my top pick, but like I said, still perfect. I, I love him. So, who's the top option? Well, I've talked about this guy a lot, <laughs> and he is a bounce back player for me. I think this offense is going to be significantly improved this year over what we saw last season, um, and, and it's uh, it's Le'Veon Bell. You know, again, Le'Veon Bell's another guy like Fournette. Um, really, really sucked hard 
on the touchdown total last year. Four total touchdowns, three three rushing, one receiving on 323 touches and targets, okay? Again, that is a reversion candidate. You can't have that sort of volume um, and, and maintain that low a level of touchdowns. So I have him bouncing back to nine touchdowns this year, and I think he can do it. Um, they've addressed the offensive line. They've improved the offensive line. Sam Darnold, not sick with mono. That's very good. Better options on the receiving end. Uh, you know, obviously, Jameson Crowder is a solid slot guy, but you, you now have the rookie Mims. You got Brashad Perryman. Um, these guys are great. This offense is going to be much better. And, um, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell's, for for these guys, he's going to catch more balls than any of these other guys in the third round. So I have him getting targeted um, 84 times, um, 59 receptions, 439 yards, two touchdowns receiving. And then I have him rushing the ball 222 times for 883 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, now, Bell, I, I know he was terrible last year, right? He was terrible. It was a bad situation he went into. Um, this offense was a mess last year. I understand all that, but you can't deny the volume. Who else is on this team? Well, it's um, it's Frank Gore, who's like 39,000 years old at this point. I don't know. <laughs> it's 36. He's 36 years old. You've also got a rookie. Uh, you got P. Ryan there, uh, the rookie that was drafted this season. Like in the fourth round, these guys are not going to be able to take touches away from Le'Veon Bell. He is the workhorse. He is earning $13 million a year or whatever he's earning on his contract, they're going to make sure they get they squeeze every dollar out of him this year. Do not worry about his usage. His usage is more solid than either of these other two players I mentioned. And um, again, um, five-star outlook for this year. Five-star outlook. Um, his reliability, obviously, um, he takes a hit on the reliability because he took 2018 off. He didn't play at all in 2018. So he gets a mid-reliability. He did play every game last year. He played all 16 games. Consistency, 9 out of 10. Value rank, the value rank is the key here. This is why he is such a value. And the fact that he's going at, at pick number 36, right at the end of the third round, meaning that it's super easy to get him in the third round. It's no problem. No matter where you pick in the third round, you should be able to get him. Value rank is 10th. 10th overall. This guy is a low-end RB1 that you can get in the third round on your team with solid workhorse load of, of uh, both uh, rushing and catching balls. So it doesn't matter if the Jets fall behind. He is still going to be involved in this offense. You know, again, I... the. Only thing I can say that's negative about Le'Veon Bell is the coach, and I hate the Jets coach. I hate Adam Gase. He's the worst coach coach in the NFL, but I got to say, man, I can't pass up. I cannot pass up the opportunity. I cannot pass up the volume at this point in the draft. And he's going so late that he might actually fall to the fourth round. So if you end up like you... Like, like if you are um, a late third, early fourth pick, you know... If you want to gamble, you could totally gamble on a long shot that he would make it to you if you have an early fourth round pick. Get him in the fourth round, I would be just out of my mind. You know, I mean, again, it, 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 this is the round. The third round is the round to take a running back. There's there's a lot of workhorses here that are still available. And again, that's how you win fantasy football. Running back is the most important position. You got to load up. Like I said, I've been taking typically four of my first five picks have been running backs. Um, and, and it's just because 
You need to load up on that position. You need the depth, but you also need the volume. These guys get you the volume. Now, what about you know what about those wide receivers? I mean, again, the wide receivers are just so darn problematic. Hold on, I gotta find my where's my cheat sheet? Where did I write it down? <laughs> where did my where did my cheat sheet? Oh, here we go. Okay, so I mean, again, the receivers in this round all very sketchy, very problematic. I mean, when you talk about Amari Cooper. Uh, low consistency. You've got Adam Thielen, who actually I, I like him because he's kind of like the only receiving option on on that team. But it is a low volume pass offense. Um, I think Thielen is actually a decent choice. But you got Juju Smith Schuster, you got Odell Beckham, you got DJ Moore. These guys all have real issues, and to take them in the third round over some of these running backs, I just can't justify it. And there's so many great wide receivers that are available in the fourth round. Um, and, and even one that I, uh, that I that's on here um, uh, is, was, no, Woods isn't on this list. Wood, you know, there's guys like Woods and Ridley and guys like that. Man, shoot, I would love to take one of those guys in the fourth round um, and, and spend this third round pick on one of these running backs. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire also scores very well um, as a rookie. Um, so, if you want to take a chance, you know, if, if you're not feeling it for these guys, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, 49 work points. So he he's very good. He offers really good value, great breakout opportunity, the best offense in the NFL. Um, if you want to take a chance on him, I'd say he's definitely good enough to take a chance on. If you're not feeling it for Bell or for Carson or for Fournette, go with the new guy, man. I mean, sure. It, He's he's gonna get a substantial volume in that offense, and he catches balls. So um, and and um, Damian Williams, total injury, huge injury risk. The guy's never been able. I think I saw something in his entire career. He's never had more than 120 carries in the season, never. So you know the opportunity is gonna be there. It's gonna happen. Um, so he's another great choice. Um, you know, of course, the other big one is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley does not rate well on my app. He is very low down the totem pole. I see him more as a Marshawn Lynch when he was in Oakland sort of situation. They're going to manage his reps. He's going to, you know, he's going to have good games. He, he still has it. He can still do it. But do you really want to take that risk in the third round when you got these guys that are all healthy, you know, healthy, good, strong, young running backs don't have any knee issues or anything like that. I mean, like I said, it's it's no question, man. Um, you know, Carson, Bell, Fournette are the guys I like the most. Edwards Hilaire, if you want to take a chance on a rookie, I think he's uh, I think he's a good choice too. So that's it. That's it for the whole uh, show today. Thank you very much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like and like and subscribe comment on the bottom if you got any questions about any of these players i'd love to talk to you more about them if you have any other questions please let me know what day it is enjoy the rest of your week enjoy your holiday weekend i will post again on saturday probably do a mock draft there but uh anyway like i said third round is for running backs take one of these running backs have a good day everybody we'll talk to you soon